Good evening, and welcome to Let's Explore This Midnight Hour. I'm here with my two other Sigma bros, Kevin. Sup, guys? And Adam. Reaching over my left shoulder. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Tonight we're recording a little bit later than we usually do, so we thought we would uh, turn the lights down a little bit and turn the volume down maybe just a tad, just for now, and just kind of bring you on this journey with us. So, guys, how's it going? <laughs> Dude, let's explore this after dark. I'm hyped up. <laughs> yeah. Are you it should be kind of dark? Not, not, uh, not when I'm with you. Yeah. It's going to get a little spicy tonight, boys and girls. Maybe. Maybe that's okay. Girls. So what you guys been up to? I went biking today, and then I appeared at my friend's backyard bash and uh i drank some beers oh nice when you say appeared did you just (laughs) surprise them no i drove over there just like a normal human oh okay i thought you just appeared in their backyard i did do that (laughs) um yeah just sat down at the backyard table and um i poured a beer for myself what was the bash for it wasn't really a bash it was just uh, three of us, then four of us. Yeah, we were just getting... You were the fourth? No, I was the second. <laughs> is is uh, somebody having a party right now? Tell your fiance to quiet down. Pipe down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see what will happen after I say that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you can hear uh, Kevin's fiance, but uh, mine was sounded like she was clog dancing just above us before we started recording, so <laughs> I was kind of afraid that that would get picked up, but she stopped. So. <laughs> was she actually clog dancing? <laughs> no, she was uh, trying on dresses. Oh. 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 Wedding dresses? Uh, no. Oh. We're going to uh, a wedding tomorrow, though. We're going to a wedding tomorrow, so. That's not cute. It's not cute anymore. She'll uh, she'll look good. In, <laughs> she'll look good in whatever she chooses. I, wow! You, how many weddings you got this year? This is only my second. Do you have more on the books? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> don't. Okay. So here's a tip, people. Don't invite me to your weddings because I'll forget until you remind me with that Facebook <laughs> message <laughs> when it comes three weeks prior or prior to the actual wedding. Isn't that right, Adam? Right. <laughs> Damn. Um, excuse me, sir. Are are, are you attending? <laughs> I always plan to. I'm just terrible with that shit. So bad. Yeah, I think this next year will probably be my busiest wedding year. Um, with uh, I, I don't. Did you set a date yet, Sam? No. Or a window? It's gonna it'll be 2022. No, it'll be in two years. Okay. Okay. Never mind then. I, I've been fortunate enough where I've only had to attend two weddings in one year at most. Like when I was working with people who used to be in frats and sororities and all that BS, they were going to weddings every other month. Why? Just constant weddings. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I, I would say, I'm sorry, guys. I've been to too many this season. I'm I'm tapped out. <laughs> I never... i can't do this anymore too much joy and forever after yeah you know when i was in the service i never went to a single wedding well except i guess my father got married but other than that i just went to divorce parties (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so a common those- tale among the young young men and women of the armed forces. What's what's the shortest marriage you ever witnessed? Couple months. Oh boy. Yeah. It, it usually it just it never works because for some reason they they think they know it all. They're they're ready to get married. They end up getting married, and then somebody doesn't hold out or somebody can't handle it. Young dumb. Sure. Full of, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the military life it takes and gives little so you know sure. it, it's not for everybody yeah but. i knew this one person i one of the sorority people she had a friend who lived in san diego and her husband was like a special forces guy mm-hmm. and so she was just like living alone in san diego in her apartment and he was paying for everything uh, but he was gone all the time on missions or whatever. I could see that being tough. I mean, it'd be nice to just be able to like chill and have someone pay for all your stuff while you're like hanging out in San Diego. But I'm sure you would miss them. Yeah, and be I mean, worried about them a lot. Yeah. So it it's a uh, it's tough for everybody. Yeah. What have you been up to, Kevin? Um. Well, I just became a member at my local library. Oh. On- Round of applause. Yep. Yep. Thank you. And I tried to rent out the Communist Manifesto. Interesting. Someone stole it. Like a true communist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, are you kidding me? I I went and looked, and it's like in the political section. And the the library has all those like wacko righty uh, books in the political section. It's like, why? Don't do that. Don't humor those people. Like out front. All the hits. Not out front. It was just like in the same area as like politics and economics and stuff. Are you talking about like the Bill O'Reilly books? Yeah. Stuff like that. All right. And it's like, don't give those people validity, please. We should make up another genre called like political fiction. And that's where like the art of the deal could go. (laughs) All of Glenn Beck and Bill O'Reilly's books and Coulter's book. Killing Joe Biden. (laughs) Yeah. Killing Joe Biden. That weird shit. (laughs) <laughs> what is that is that that's a thing? new that's the new bill o'reilly oh wait no no oh, I, I i was thinking of something else what was that oh book? you're making what was a that joke <laughs> what was that book um that was written like a superhero novel about like obama and biden or something like that is like the president is missing or something like that i have no idea so, somebody wrote a book where barack obama and joe biden were superheroes it was during the trump years who reads that I don't know. I have uh, Glenn Beck's uh, arguing with idiots. Nice. Yeah, and uh, I think one other of his book. He he like rewrote like Common Sense. It had I like had Tom, Thomas Paine like the original, and then like whatever he had his notes in the back. I have that one too. Yeah, I read that one all the way through. That's actually where I learned about gerrymandering <laughs> from Glenn Beck. Did, yeah. did he was he arguing that it was a good thing? No, he was saying it was bad actually. So this is before he took that weird, like the the hyper turn. Yeah, the before hyper he loop. left, before he left Fox News, because like he was on the crazy train, starting in Fox News, but then when he left and started his own network, he just like gone. That the blaze. Train, that train is gone. Yeah, but crazy I I, guy. I have his books on the right side of my shelf, and on the left I have my Karl Marx and Mikhail Bakunin, and yeah, and. I actually got rid of all my books when I moved out here. I gave them all to the Salvation Army. Oh, I thought you burned them. <laughs> I should have. No, except uh, 
I didn't give away um, Ain't Got Time to Bleed by Jesse Ventura. You can never burn that book. <laughs> you have to um, keep that forever, Kevin. Yeah, that's a great book. One day, you know, one day I'm going to do an episode just talking about Jesse Ventura. Maybe I'll do a review of that book because it's actually pretty good. It's going to be a four hour long episode. <laughs> <laughs> My love for Jesse. Jesse is a girl's name, but it's also a guy's name. It's, yeah. Like, What do you call those? Oh, I don't just, know. Just say it's an ambidextrous name. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, now I bought a few books. I bought a book called The Daily Stoic, a book by Albert. I always call him Albert Camus, but it's like Camus, Camus? or something like that. Albert Camus. Uh, I, I think I bought The Stranger. No, not The Stranger. I bought that Stranger. book. I bought that book about the guy who wants to commit suicide. I can't remember what it, can't remember what it was called. I haven't finished it yet, though. Did you do back it? In my car. I haven't finished it. <laughs> that, that's like all the books I have. So any book recommendations, send them to uh, let's explore this at Gmail or let's explore this pod at gmail.com. Our inbox is pretty empty, folks. We're serious. Send us some emails or don't. It's really up to you. <laughs> Tweet at us instead. But uh, other than that, I'm going to go get my first massage tomorrow. Are you excited about that? Yes, because I did you get a permission slip <laughs> since I'm a old, old man now. I was laying on my. Uh, love sack which for those of you who aren't familiar it's a big beanbag chair oh they were thinking it was something else (laughs) and i uh i like pinched a nerve in my shoulder so this whole week i've been in pain and so i'm gonna get a massage because the pain just reminds me of the void you goof troop you just see the lay on your hard mattress yeah i should maybe i'll just lay on the floor all day and all night i'll sleep on the floor that's what my dad does i sleep on the floor he gets one yeah. of those old couch cushions that are like 25 years old and he lays out. I can't lay on the floor. I hate the floor. He doesn't sleep. I mean, he takes a nap there. He doesn't sleep there, obviously. Sure. He's walking, you just need a nice he's, he's piece of plywood. <laughs> like at the at the meat shack? Yeah, like at the meat shack. It's like 15 degrees outside. You're sleeping in the garage on a plywood with no blankets. With your bros, though. <laughs> yeah, you're with your, your bros, bros. But you have your winter coat to put on top of you, cold. so you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's the most you can always cuddle up thing with ever. the bro. I I would not have slept if I was there that whole night. I would not have fallen asleep. I think well, I slept. We there. did drink a bunch of Jameson that casket mates or whatever. Yeah, that night I drank you out. The stouter the IPA. <laughs> he drank me out. I drank Sam out. He drank. He drank me out. This is, this is what we're talking about after dark, drinking each other out. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the effigies? No. Okay. (laughs) I kind of feel like we have to now, though. You only burned bad people. That's true. Uh, Should we talk about that? All the crazy, stupid shit we did? No. (laughs) I'm, I'm I'm putting a squash on that right now. Okay, how about the the one that's on Facebook? Oh, the good riddance to your leader? Yeah, we'll talk about that one, because that really wasn't that bad. So there weren't like effigies or posters. <laughs> so when like a dictator would die, we would draw a poster and marker uh, like a really bad portrait of that leader. And then we would like spit on it all night and like stab it. And then at the end of the night, we would burn it and cause a big old ruckus. <laughs> nothing just, nothing just weird about it. Just dudes being bros. Yeah, just nothing strange. Nothing weird about it. <laughs> But yeah, do you remember one night it was per- okay. One night it was perfect because we were all together for one of our shindigs, 
and Fidel Castro died, and we burnt Fidel Castro. That's pretty sad in retrospect. We want to get more listeners from Florida, so I'm telling the story. <laughs> um it was uh i mean we're doing this all ironically we're being satirical but that was that was a that was perfect timing honestly fidel dying and there was no witchcraft at all so (laughs) it's it's kind of it's kind of satire is the best way you could describe our entire lives (laughs) and our entire friendship our friendships are basically satirical (laughs) just 100 percent of the time so we're just fucking walking satire that's why nobody ever knows it, like when they when people meet us for the first time if we're in a group people meet us for the first time they have no idea what the fuck is going on no <laughs> and you know what's funny about all that is that neither do we because <laughs> we're exchanging fucking jabs at each other all the time and nobody knows if we're serious or like what level of sarcasm we're at so it's just constant confusion <laughs> Yeah. So even like if we have like our group chats, we don't know who's being serious and who's not. <laughs> so it's just one big satire. It's fun. It keeps yeah. us young. <laughs> I suppose. But d- did you go to the cities today, Adam? No. After the breweries on Wednesday, uh, we stopped at Total Wine and I broke my budget. Ooh. My wife's going to kill Oh my gosh. Just don't tell her. Well, actually, she'll notice. Uh, Ooh, this maybe. might be a good time. Do you share expenses? Do you share bank account? No. You're not, are you going to? Eventually. How about you, Sam? We do not. And I'm. Are you I don't, going to? I, I don't think so. So how are you going to pay for? St- are you guys like you pay for that? I'll pay for this. Or do you like Venmo each other? Or yeah. Like- well, I like most everything is like it my name, and she just Venmos me uh, what we're splitting. Okay. Right is now. That how you do it, Adam. Sorry. No. What were you going to say, Sam? I'm just saying, like, right now, all we do is split the mortgage, and then I take care of everything else because she's got her student loans that oh, yeah. she's taking care of. So we don't split that. She takes care of that, and then I take care of all my expenses. How about you, Adam? Are you just, like, bankrolling it right now? I'm bankrolling my trophy wife right now. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. I uh, We actually already put our finances together, even though we're not married oh. yet. We're in, we're engaged though. <laughs> um, Nobody panic. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Honestly, I think it's I don't know. I think it's me, better if it's, it's streamlined. Then exactly, I think it's the best way to do it because I think it'll lead to maybe more fights in the beginning. Although I haven't had any like money related fights, but like I could see it for some people because mm-hmm. there's like, why are you buying so many uh, gun skins on Counter Strike or Valorant? <laughs> Um, so many loot boxes god yeah. damn it kevin um, what are how, how come you spent five hundred dollars in five dollar increments on blizzard this month are <laughs> 19 bottles of whiskey yeah yeah so like i could see people get into that situation but it leads you to like work together more and have discussions about money and kind of understand it and, you know work together on the budget all that kind of stuff so i think it's it's a positive yeah it's i a, mean it's pros and cons to each side because like i've heard of uh i know another guy who like splits it like him and his wife have separate bank accounts they just split bills and that way it just it it, you kind of avoid like the um why are you spending all this money on this why are you spending all this money on that when it's it's their money so they can kind of do whatever they want with it yeah so it avoids that kind of like fighting or else like exactly giving each other an allowance both of you not like obviously can't be one-sided 
Yeah. Yeah. We try to take out a certain amount of money every paycheck in cash and then just use that for our like it's our fun money or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. we use the debit card for groceries and bills and you know, we, we cheat a little bit and <laughs> go to restaurants still, but uh, that's kind of what that fun money is for. But yeah, that's kind of how we do it. And I think it's nice. I mean, it's helping us like fast track getting rid of debt and, and all that stuff. So we're hopefully going to be out of debt in like a year and a half. That'll be nice. Yeah, it will be. I mean, each couple's got to tailor it to their, what, what's best for them. True. Be true. It's it's really nice when they make more money than you too. True. It's true. Very true. Let me know you're the trophy. I'm just a little sugar baby. I know. I have a sugar mama too, so it's nice. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, that's it's interesting because yeah, I've seen a lot of people who you know do it the other way where they keep things separate and you know I think you know those people who are like mortgage or, or bet the house or whatever at like a stock or in the casino. I feel like those are the separate bank account people. Oh, like, yeah. Okay, you make more money than me, so the mortgage is going to come out of your bank account, and then they spend all their money on Bitcoins and Blackjack, and then they get owned. Everyone get owned, gets owned in that situation. Yeah, I took. I got a nice fat $50,000 bonus, put it all on Bitcoin just before it crashed. <laughs> <laughs> worth it. It was fucking worth it. Oh, that would suck so bad. Before we go any further, I have to I have to do my Longmire update. Oh yeah. yeah. Sam's been watching Longmire. He binged it. He finished it. I finished it. It took us like a month. And I gotta say, I'm sad that it ended. But I'm also I'm happy that it ended as it did because it didn't drag on too long like so many shows end up doing. Very true. But it was one of those shows for some reason. I just am crazy about, I don't know. I thought it was a really good show. And uh, I think, you know what the reason I really liked it is it was kind of a more conservative show. And by that, I mean, not so much like politically. It was just like, there wasn't like as much cussing. There wasn't, you know, like outlandish amounts of violence. There wasn't like nudity and like sex scenes all the time. You know, like kind of like a lot of shows are now, especially on like HBO. It was just like, yeah. A show you could watch with like your mom and dad and you know it's like a kind of like a show you could sit down and just watch with your family and just have a good time yeah i agree it was a good wholesome show well it wasn't really wholesome i mean there's like but i i know what you mean there's it's not lewd it's not a lewd show yeah and there's like you know he like struggles with stuff like alcoholism and the ptsd and stuff like that and like the loss of his wife yeah i mean there's a lot of it's a really uh, human show elements of that and uh, they deal a lot with a lot of like um, like problems in like the Native American community as well. Yeah. And uh, so it, I don't know. It's just kind of like a. I, I really just enjoyed the, the entire experience, and I'm hoping to go long wire days here <laughs> in the next year or two, maybe. And I'll be I'm, there. I am not a cowboy at all, but I'm gonna have a good good fucking time when we're there. I'll tell you that. Hell much. yeah, dude! I hope Lou Diamond Phillips comes. Oh God, that would be awesome. You should follow him on Twitter. Lou Diamond Phillips will like. So Lou Diamond Phillips has like a bunch of middle-aged women after him on Twitter. And he really likes cats. So it's like crazy cat ladies will like post pictures of their cats to him. And he'll like share them and be like, what a cute cat. What? God, he's a treasure. <laughs> he is. He he was actually. Have you guys watched the new The Connors or whatever? The new Roseanne? I have not. No. no. 
he's in an episode of that. And I just kind of realized, have you, did you ever watch the movie La Bamba? Yes. That's him. That's Lou Diamond Phillips. What's that guy's name? Like Richie Valance or something? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the guy who he, Lou Diamond Phillips plays him in that movie. He was in that one movie where Meg Ryan crashes in a helicopter. And Matt Damon, I don't know what he that was uh, chain smoking cigarettes and he was like 120 pounds. That sounds very interesting. There's a Denzel. I think Denzel Washington was in it. I, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, I guess it doesn't matter. But Sam, you probably remember this better than I do, but I thought it was really funny when wasn't somebody mounting. I don't think it was that. What was that guy? Hit that guy who was running against him for sheriff, like Branch. Branch, Branch yeah. Branch Connolly. I don't. Yeah, I don't. There was something later in the season where they like go to some somebody goes to some like old uh like rancher's place, just some rich dude, and then he tells him he'll fund his campaign, but it's all in the money that he created or something because he considered himself a sovereign citizen. Do you remember that part? Are maybe I think I'm in the wrong show. He considered. Like the guy, like the old, the, the rich rancher was going to fund someone's campaign and the guy got all excited, but he was going to pay him in some money he created. Like he created his oh, own currency. I don't think that, no, I don't, I don't Maybe think I think of a different show. I don't, well, either that or I don't remember. We took a, we took that break and I don't know. We all, we did kind of watch it all pretty quick as well. Yeah. That's what happened to me in Sopranos. I just watched it all together and I kind of like don't remember a lot. Kind of. Just all oh, meshed still together. Five episodes to go. Only nice, oh, I figured you would have watched that already. No, I spoiled um, it. Okay. Um, I thought the season with the the dude who had his own militia or whatever was really cool. Oh yeah, because like, it, puts, it he was puts people in the motorcycle helmet and bashes their heads. Yeah, it was played by Peter Stormer or however you say his name. That Swedish actor. Yeah, like, always play. He always plays that character too. And every. <laughs> Every film TV show he's been in, he just plays that like psycho who like uh just and is like extremely violent or something. He's also in the big Lebowski. Oh yeah. Give us some money, Lebowski. Or whatever it's what <laughs> the one relationship that I liked in Longmire, and I don't think a lot of people probably talk about it as much as Walt's relationship with Bob. Bob oh, that who's vagrant like, guy. Yeah, the, he's like a alcoholic. And yeah, then, like, yeah, that guy. Because like Walt is like the only guy who like never gives up on him completely. Sure. Throughout the entire show, even though like this guy obviously hates himself and like eventually ends up doing some deeds or whatever, but like Walt never gives up on him in the entire time. Yeah. So, just speaks to Walt's character. Walt shares love. Yes. Even though he's like uh you know very stoic and uh, quiet quiet man. He uh he shares his love, or he's got that hardened exterior, you know, like True Sigma, like nobody breaks yep. his frame. Although in some of the seasons he did get his frame bra- broken a few times. Yeah, he got a little rattled, but that's okay because it's okay to like show your emotions once in a while. Good old Walt. <laughs> I just, I actually, I uh today I bought a, I bought a car magnet that says Longmire for Sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty excited nice. to put that on my my car. Yeah, it'll be awesome, dude. I've been uh I, I got Apple TV from Kyler because he put me on his family plan. And so I watched that physical show. It's like about a nineteen it's like nineteen eighties like comedy about a, a woman who's like fed up with her husband and she finds empowerment in uh doing jazzercising. 
so the season's not done yet so i don't know like i'm assuming it like it it starts how it ends you know like she's in some studio like about to go on tv to do her dancing but anyway it's actually a pretty good show like her husband is a professor at i think they're in la like ucla and then he gets fired because he's a dumb creep and so her husband's just this dope who she has to put up with it's a pretty good show it's called physical it's on apple tv and then i watched that ted lasso show have you ever seen that or heard of that heard of it no so ted lasso is like i can't remember the guy's name who plays him but he uh he's a he's a football a college football coach like a d1 football coach who gets hired to be a soccer coach and so he like spreads positivity to the team to kind of turn them around so they become successful and blah 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 it's i don't know it was okay i thought it was gonna be funnier than it is but it's it's a decent show and i think it got a lot of emmy nominees or it got nominated for a lot of emmys hmm I'll have to add it to my list. But since you recommended it to me, I'll have to wait five or six years before I watch it. <laughs> that's policy that's my right rule. ahead. Yeah, hey, that's my rule with Kevin's recommendations. I have to wait at least four or five years before I check it out. Maybe the show will be done by then. You can just watch it all at once. It's that's a good perfect. policy. I like that. That'd be perfect. <laughs> actually, you know what you should watch next, Sam? You should watch Banshee so you can get on the same page. You as actually Adam. should. <sighs> Sorry, Adam. Kevin said it first. <laughs> so now we're gonna have to come back here in well, 20, 2026 and figure talk about it then if you go back in the history of our podcast adam brings it up so technically adam said it first okay all right i think it was actually on one of our uh prequel episodes yeah because i told kevin to watch it that's yep. right our unreleased my, my future brother-in-law <laughs> alex told me about it the real the real after dark yeah, the real After Dark where I'm fucking slamming Beluga Vodka is trying to fucking form sentences as we're doing this. <laughs> <clears throat> Should we talk about something tonight or are we just going to just spitball? Well, I do want to talk about the Olympics because I love the Olympics. All right. Uh, I'll be back in about 10 minutes. Yeah. See, Sam is unpatriotic and he doesn't like the Olympics. Shame him. He actively fought against them. <laughs> I'll take it. Shame me, people. I don't care the, about the Olympics. Sam's the Olympic score is better than all of those gymnasts. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not anymore. Dude, you don't like watching gymnastics? I'm just... Okay. The Olympic Okay, so the last time the Olympics in Rio, right? That was the last Summer Olympics was Rio. Yes. Um if you were a veteran, you got free access to NBC's um uh, streaming of the Olympics and it was sick. Every single event you could just stream and watch it whenever you wanted to. So, Sam, I have a feeling they'll probably do that again. This so is the got, real reason why I served. You got prime right front row seats to the Olympics. I was watching archery, kayaking, uh, pole vaulting, gymnastics, swimming. Uh, you name it, I was watching it. How did you get access to this? My dad. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so I'm really hoping they do that again. Kevin's dad because could run it was, the mile in under six minutes when he was hungover. He told me once. <laughs> I actually, I actually believe that story. It's a really fast. Honestly, mile. that's really fucking fast. <laughs> <laughs> that is really fast. Kevin's dad probably oh, to, could. I mean, a lot of women can also do that. The fastest mile I've ever had was like seven minutes and twenty seconds or something. It's pretty that's quick. Um, but anyway. I, I, I ran three miles mile. to a girls cross country runner, and I was blown out of the water. Well, yeah, cross country. I mean, they're running at all least the time. A, yeah, that's over a minute. It's all they do. I mean, you might as well be dead last at that point, dude. But she was Armenian, my, and you have to understand that. 
My sport <laughs> is your sports punishment. Cross country. Um, my, my fastest three minute was like 20 minutes and 45 seconds. Three mile? Yeah. I ran a 5K in 25 minutes one time. So that was about the same. That was the first and only 5K I ever ran, and I was really sore afterwards. I, I want to put it on the record here that I cannot do this now. Neither can I. I could probably run <laughs> I could run a block maybe and then I'll just pass out, but I don't think <laughs> yeah. I I don't think I've ran in like nine years. Yeah. Like I haven't that. ran since I was I I ran a little bit in Chicago because I did a five K. So I never mind, I did two five Ks in my life. The second one in Chicago, somebody died there. Oh my god. It was nuts. The I was coming to the finish line. Shot. The guy had a heart attack. <laughs> Oh, sorry. A bunch of people died. One guy had a heart attack. Everyone else got shot by gang violence. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Like I'm running to the finish line and I look over and there's these paramedics just like hoofing on this guy, like trying to bring him back. And the next day we're at work because it was a work function. And so the next day at work, we're all talking about it. And and then like the article comes out, like he had a heart attack while he was running. And it's like some 47 year old guy. It's like, holy crap. See, I feel like that. That's why you shouldn't run. <laughs> Your heart way. gets weak. If, you, if you're like a serious runner and run all the freaking time, like miles a day, your heart breaks down. No. You should do, you should do hit you're training. like an office hit worker training. trying to do these stupid 5K fundraisers where you, you never run. And uh, then suddenly you're putting all this stress on your body and worried about not being able to finish. Hey, he probably, all I got to say. He obviously died before he finished the race. Well, yeah, he died before he finished the race. But all I got to say is the dude looked like he was in better shape than me. And he was ahead of me because I came into him dead on the ground on the side of the it's race. It's because he was vegan. <laughs> but yeah, he... Uh, if he had been a meat eater, uh, seriously, he would have long, long distance runners, people who run every day, are like, yeah, it's healthy. You're exercising, whatever. But I, it does fuck up your heart. It does. No. Do hit training. Hit training. That's what it's all about. I want... When I had a personal trainer in Chicago, I was doing hit training, my, and then I ran one time. Night and day difference, because like when I was doing that five k, I wasn't in very good shape, and I was like, Ugh. and then after I had the personal trainer, I ran I ran around one day because I was doing some stuff, and I could just go, I could just keep going. It was nuts, and my heart strong as ever. I, believe- I think. Oh, go ahead, Sam. No, I'm just saying I'm not a health guru because I don't believe in physical fitness anymore. Same. You have a basement. I'm, gonna, I'm about to give you some $300 advice. A one-time $300 advice that you'll never have to pay me for. Okay. You have a basement though, right? Yes. Buy a hex bar deadlift. Buy three 45-pound plates and you'll be good for the rest of your life. Three? Yeah. Or no, six by six. You need to. okay. <laughs> yeah, you need to be doing at least three hundred. I, I don't know. I feel like just doing like they say, being well balanced, like eating is your best. Yeah, I. You know, I mean, six pack starts interested. in the kitchen. Well, well balanced um, physical fitness is like don't overdo it one way or the other. Yeah, you know, just. Get a moderate amount of exercise. Don't kill yourself. Because, like, I feel like as humans, we've just evolved since what our ancestors did when they were scavenging for food. So just do whatever equivalent to that is in physical exercise, and you'll be good. I firmly believe the average American could get swole as fuck, 
and three minutes a week of hex bar deadlift. That's it. Adam, I just disagree 90, with you. No, seriously, 90 seconds. As long as you're you're lifting your max and going for between 60 and 90 seconds. I disagree with you, Adam. Setting the weight down, I believe. No, the average American gets swole as fuck. That's insane. That's insanity, Adam. You're gonna sit there for the rest of the week and lose all your gains. You know, you guys want to see? What's your diet? What's your diet? What is your diet when you do that? Um, lots of pasta, beer. Lots of you lift on Sunday. You only lift on Sundays for what thirty seconds, like you're saying. No, I lift thirty seconds every. How many? Ninety seconds. 90 seconds. So I lift for 90 seconds once a week. What am I doing? What am I eating all week long? You're just doing whatever you normally do. <laughs> pasta and beer, only carbs. Dude, no, you I are mean, not. That is not enough. You shouldn't be eating lots of carbs or drinking lots of beer like I do. So basically, starve yourself so you have no <laughs> fat on your body and it just looks like you're really buff. That's what you're telling me. Just I, I have a blue-collar job, so like my work day is just my workout, and that's good enough. <laughs> Dude, you need to work out at least four. If you're trying to get swole, you need to work out at least four days a week lifting. I don't believe this conversation is kind of making me angry. No, <laughs> everybody, this can all be done in 90 seconds a week. You don't even need three minutes. No, it can't. <laughs> it, that's impossible. <laughs> I just, this is because just, you need I get, to work I get antsy. Your... I want to do more. You need to work out your muscles and then have a calorie. Yeah, cut. you're working out your entire body. I, if you tried to do and the 90 seconds a ton. tomorrow, you'd wake up feeling you've been in three car. Accidents. I'm sure I would, but you can't, you need to do that. Like your body recovers and then what your body should be able to. Re- so that's a, if you're, you're, if you're sore the next day, that's fine. If you're sore, soreness is not more than one day good workout for me. If you're sore, if you are I'm sore more than one day after your workout, that means that you worked out too hard. I'm sore for like four days. That means you're working out too hard. What if you that's need to do it only more. the 90 seconds, though? How about that? I mean, is this that effective? <laughs> is, this Adam, sat- is this satire? No, I'm, I'm totally no, serious. This Adam has been trying to do this for like 10 years. He has been, he's been on this in this cult. <laughs> no, Adam, you need to work out more than once a week. <laughs> who, who are these people? Some guy named Drew, right? Drew Bay. Yeah. You should go look at a picture of him right now. Just to, just to yeah. go see the fruits of this labor. I know I, who you're talking about. I bet he doesn't do more than 20 minutes a week. <laughs> I bet, yeah. He, I bet he would be like angry if he had to do more than 20 minutes a week. He'd be like, "That's I'm just spinning my wheels. <laughs> dude, I swear to God. That's, dude, I, I don't, dude, you got to work out more than once a week. First picture is him. Like, <laughs> All right, you know, let's, let's, let's table this plates. discussion. Next, next episode. I'm gonna dig into this Drew Bay guy. The, the right? one thing and, I will say against him, he's a he's a mega guy. But however, that oh. doesn't mean he's not good at what he does, which is well, yeah, sure, yeah. This, but no, I, I was thinking about doing the Candito training program. So the Candito linear program is a uh, this Italian like YouTube mm-hmm. bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. He put out all these Excel spreadsheets for free uh, that tell you how to work out and like six week strength training programs and all this stuff. It's uh it's real. <laughs> I think the best okay, best workout, back bar deadlift, um, and have some have a pull up bar also. If you had a pull up bar in your life also, that'd just be top notch. And if you're really living yeah. a good life, you'd have a truck bicycle to also 
uh, recreate on, but you know, but biking is recreation. It's not exercise. There's it's a, both. No, there's a dis- exercise is not fun. If you're doing, if it's fun, you're doing recreation. If you're exercising, it's not fun. You should be hating it. <laughs> then you won't exercise do it that much. No. You do it because it's good for you. Like I eat vegetables. I don't like vegetables. Only eat them because they're good for me. Even if you roast those, I mean, I like sons of guns. Do you eat them raw? Raw onions. I love raw no, onions. Just vegetables. Vegetables. Um, my primary break food break food at work is an apple and raw ginger root. I eat like a thumb sized portion. I'm, I'm glad that we can. <laughs> I'm glad we can. Uh, go ahead. You eat a raw ginger? I've been doing it since 2013. What? That's when I first bought the ginger root, and I never turned back. Why? What is what? it? Are you trying to clear out your anti-inflammatory? Sinuses? Okay. Uh, I'm glad that Adam and I are complete opposites on this like health kick stuff because like I also for drink today, a lot of beer, so you know, <laughs> I'm I'm hypocritical in that regard. To to for example, today for lunch I went to Culver's, and then for supper Back the blue, yeah for for supper, <laughs> I went to Hardee's. I had fast nice. food. <laughs> fast food twice in one day. Yeah, dude. I went, I, went to, to, I went to the taco truck today. Sick. I got barbacoa. Uh, I went to Jimmy John's and had a turkey sub, and then I had a frozen pizza for supper. Nothing beats a frozen pizza, honestly. Dude, Costco pizzas slap. I'm a matzo, lots of matzo guy. So Okay, so Costco pizzas, they're in the same vein as like a Red Baron. Okay. And you have to buy four of them at once. They come in a box, like a big box of four. But they got... A ton of pepperoni on them. Nice. It's nuts. Like, you know how when you open up a frozen pizza, there's like six to nine? Yeah, they kind of... The Costco ones, you can't even guess how many are on there because there's so much. That's that's awesome, actually. That's that's really awesome. I'm going to Costco. That's got to be above 19 pepperonis because I can't count any higher than that. Exactly. I'm thinking it's somewhere... I'm going to say 22 to 25 pepperonis. (laughs) It's like a Columbus-style pizza. Um... Does that mean it? Wait, but, are Columbus style pizzas in squares? Uh, no. Columbus style pizzas are cut like um like Domino's cuts their cheese sticks. So it's a circle pizza, but then they're like thin strips. What shape is the Street Fighter pizza? From your that's from that's your it. Clothes? Okay, they're uh yeah Columbus style pizza. It's a thin crust pizza that has toppings from edge to edge, uh all over all the way around, and you cut it like once down the middle so you do so like you know how you cut like a you know how like you if you cut a pizza into squares you usually do like three up and down and then three uh side to side horizontally so uh-huh. uh, a columbus style pizza is cut once vertically and then like 10 times horizontally oh so they're long thin strips and there's a pizza chain called donato's pizza um if anyone lives near one of those that sells them uh donato's Partner up with Red Robin actually to sell Donato's pizzas, and I got all excited because I missed Donato's pizza. There was a Donato's in Erie. I go to get one, and it's not the same thing. It's disgusting. Honestly, pizza on the West Coast is complete trash. Dang, dude, he's going hard here. It's trash. The sauce is sweet, so every bite you have is like a sweet sauce pizza. And like sometimes, like they just there's this place called Zeke's Pizza out here that like puts too much toppings on it 
kind of like a deep dish, so it gets Yo, really Zeke, soggy. Bitch. Yeah, dude, Zeke's Pizza sucks. <laughs> There's this other place called The Rock. Why did you like, look out the window after you said that? He's making sure Zeke wasn't looking at him. <laughs> yeah, are you? Are you because fading? The Rock is out. The, I live right next to this pizza place, so I, oh. that I'm going to talk about. So The Rock <laughs> Wood Fired Pizza is the same thing. It's like sweet sauce, just disgusting, soggy, slop pizza. <laughs> They do not know how to make pizza on the West Coast. Slopsa. Seriously, I'm going to say this right now. I think the West Coast culinary, uh, like American cuisine, is absolute trash. And the only reason there's good food out here is because there are so many uh, Hispanic and Asian immigrants. Those are the best restaurants out here are either yeah. Asian or Hispanic yeah. restaurants. Yeah, I agree American restaurants here suck ass. They have fry sauce. I get so upset about fry sauce. I, Do you guys I, know what fry sauce is? No. Never heard of it. It's ketchup and mayonnaise. That's all it is. And you go to a burger place around here because there's a lot of burger places. Like, you know, burgers are a big deal out here, like in and out all that kind of stuff. And they're like, oh, fry sauce, fry sauce. And it's just mayonnaise and ketchup. Like the weird kid at lunch at school did fry sauce. Yeah, okay? the kids are retarded. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I, I, I'll, I'll calm down. That's that's all I got to say about the food over here. In and out burger is kind of overrated. Yeah, dude, burgers are overrated in general. I, th- I I really hope we are living in the dusk of the burger because people are trying to make burgers fancy and stuff. They have been for a while. So you go to a, a restaurant and spend like $20 on a burger. And I'm not going to say it's bad. Like it's decent food, but it's like nothing special. <laughs> I got my beer belly out. Uh, here's some fries with some uh truffle on them. Give me twenty five bucks. Like, screw off. Fancy food is kind of bullshit, anyways. I well, I guess I'm just gonna call it all. People who go to like fancy food school, but I mean, it's food. I disagree. <laughs> all right, you get your ass out of here. <laughs> There's this. So I went to this restaurant, probably the nicest restaurant I've ever been to. It was in Chicago, and it's a place called The Girl and the Goat. And chef one top chef and uh she's a really good chef and i ate there with my family and and my uh fiance one time and it was so good like best bites i've ever had and i had uh it was like a pig pig cheek with an egg and they like made the pig cheek with this like noodles so it looked like a nest and then they put the fried egg in the nest is really really good everything i had there was very good and it was reasonably priced too for four five yeah four people uh, two, two, uh, two apps, four entrees, two desserts, and two bottles of wine. Two hundred fifty bucks. Is that the Russian place? Or no, that was called Red Square. Oh, okay. Because I remember there was like the cow cheek or whatever, or the roasted pig face or something. Probably. Do they only serve? Because it was attached to that uh, Russian bathhouse or whatever. Yeah, that's Red Square. Yeah. That sounded. Did they only? They only serve like borscht and a shot of vodka there. <laughs> no, that's where I first drank um, Baltica. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, the best order. They had uh, so the the waiter or the bartenders they had there were from like um, Eastern Europe or or Russia, and um, they would they were really good. Like they were on those. Um, they had some like visa that allowed them to work on like cruise ships and stuff. Mm. And so sometimes they could come and work at bar- like entertainment hospitality visas, I'm assuming, are what they are. Um, and so these people would like jazz you up and like get you talking and like 
like they'd be like, "Ooh, I got this special bottle of vodka down here. You want some?" You know, and they'd convince you to buy like a fifteen dollars shot of vodka. Sounds like they were spies. They were. I don't know. <laughs> trying to get, trying to get you one, to spill the beans, bro. One one of my bartenders. I, I went through like four or five times, and one of the bartenders I uh, got served by was a pro Russia Ukrainian, and he like got really like serious with us and it was all like everyone in kiev loves russia no one hates russia <laughs> just like all right dude whatever <laughs> <laughs> what uh balticas or is it baltica or baltica i call it baltica don't know yeah baltica when i so like when i got done with my deployment in afghanistan we flew back to kyrgyzstan if it's how you say it kyrgyzstan kyrgyzstan and you have to like have basically like a layover there for a few days before you fly back to the states. Well, we went to like we were allowed to have two beers at a time, and uh, they had like the regulars, like they had like Bud Light, Budweiser, they had like Corona, but then they had a bunch of Balticas. Or like, oh, dude, because like they're fucking heavy beers. They're like mm-hmm. they have like higher alcohol content. It's like if I'm gonna have my two beers, it's gonna be them, <laughs> and I got fucking smack granted i didn't drink for like seven months so like my tolerance was low but like i had two balticas and i got smashed like i remember because we went to like the the chow hall afterwards and i squirt squirted ketchup all over myself <laughs> I, was so, I was so drunk I, I was like just it was pure heaven honestly yeah did you squat down and smoke a cigarette in a tracksuit as well? <laughs> I wanted to. I very much wanted to. The Slavic squat. I get. To, I can tell about the story. Yeah, the story about what our layover in Germany when we were coming back to the states. That was a fucking. That was a shit show. But what happened? That's a story there? for another day. We just drank a ton, like so much. I don't even know how. Like we didn't all just pass out and die since we didn't drink for seven months but i drink probably like close i don't know i don't even remember but we just kept drinking <laughs> we just literally kept drinking and they had to cut us off nice because we were starting to get a fight with another unit that was flying back with us and they're like we can't no and so they started cutting us off <laughs> getting too rowdy I can't fight with That's beta funny. company <laughs> <laughs> i almost got in a fight when i was in dublin with my brother because we were in the hotel I, like we we spent the whole day like drinking or whatever out and about and then we went to the hotel bar which was in the basement and these people from new jersey were there and i just started shit talking new jersey hardcore they're garbage and i'm like yeah i was just like i don't even remember it either my brother told me about it the next day and like i don't know i caused a scene and these people were calling me an asshole and stuff and we had to go <laughs> it just i was really sounds afraid like a, of running into them again like a normal kevin story yes <laughs> I get a little bit too big for my britches sometimes. I'll admit it. I'm a man. I'll admit it. Admit your faults. Yeah. I <laughs> when I was in New Orleans, I was out and about by myself and I got across town and like the people that took me there. <laughs> so I met these people at a bar right next to my hotel and I somehow like they liked me and they gave me a ride to this other part of town that I told them was like the hangout area. So we're hanging out, we're hanging out, and then they tell me they can't give me a ride home. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And I decided to go to all these other bars. And I just remember, like, I was at this bar with three other people. It was this guy and these two girls. And they were talking. And I'm just sitting there trying to, like, get it on their conversation. I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? You having fun? And the guy just looks at me and glares. He goes, I'm busy. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay, sir. (laughs) 
it was kind of crazy. I'm surprised he didn't beat me up. <laughs> Probably should have, so he taught you a lesson. Probably. <laughs> it was fun, though. I'm still alive. I made it home safe. But I kind of want to talk about the Olympics, guys. Oh, looks like we're out of time, folks. <laughs> um, Where are the Olympics you want to talk? What? 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 Where are the Olympics taking place this summer? They're in Tokyo. 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 Um, so, breaking news as of 12 hours ago, Kevin Love, Minnesota Timberwolf, former Timberwolf, former star player for the Minnesota Timberwolves, now with the Cleveland Cavaliers, has withdrawn from Team USA. Reason? Because of his uh, right calf injury that kept him out of the NBA season. Dude, I remember when he was with the Timberwolves, he like broke his finger doing those push-ups where you like clap or something oh, at the, the top. Seal, seal push-ups. Yeah. The dude like hurt himself all the time. He was like never on the court. I don't like Kevin Love. See, it's exercises like that that get good players injured. Well, yeah, he's just goofing off. I, I bet some anyway, stupid physical trainer coach was like, do these I, I think, do these fun push-ups. I no. think Kevin doesn't like Kevin Love because his name is Kevin. <laughs> you know, he was a gopher. Um, the so, gopher is a pussy animal. No, I don't like Kevin Love because he left. He left to go be with LeBron's super team. The Lynx on the other hand. A magnificent Yeah, creature. the Lynx can go get their own rings. Lynx are magnificent Timberwolves can't get anything. The gopher is um, a pussy creature, though. But I think the Olympics is good because it brings freedom with it. The whole world <clears throat> is looking at a country and its government and how it's going to perform, so it has to do better. Like, even in Rio, they added subway systems and public internet um, in the 1980s when it was in Seoul. That Because uh, I think after the, the, the what was it, the, the not the peace deal... Because the war didn't end. The ceasefire or whatever that North and South Korea have. Is it like an armistice? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. After that, uh, right after that, South Korea was under military rule until the Olympics came to town. And then that brought democracy to South Korea was the Olympics. Uh, Is that where Sigmund Rhee left? Democracy didn't come to South Korea until like like later. The 80s. Yeah, it was still the Olympics came to town. The the the, it was the Summer Olympics in the eighties that brought democracy to South Korea. I don't know. Your argument doesn't really hold up because like there was the the Berlin Olympics in like nineteen thirty four. That didn't bring any freedom after that. But not. I'm saying it brings good things. I'm not saying it brings democracy everywhere. It brings good things like public infrastructure. The, okay, they, you, t- typically what, what the Olympic Committee makes you do is clean up a shitty part of your city. And that's what they did in London. They cleaned up an industrial, like abandoned area and made it nice. Don't they like don't half these stadiums get left to rot afterwards, though? The area is still nice. They still got a subway, Sam. <laughs> Not everything would be good. I, I don't know. I'm going to call you out here and say that I feel like half the time after the Olympics leaves these areas, like it just kind of just gets left it becomes the dead well, zone yeah yeah and all the but homeless like turn in, into soil and well in rio they turned them into like soccer clubs isn't there like also like a study that said that all the investment that they put in for like bringing the olympics there they never get the actual return on the investment like the, the cities like well, sochi. Don't, sochi don't it looks don't make shit now Sochi was completely different. That they don't was a make bunch the of, money back, but they invest in the public infrastructure. So, like the public, it's for public good. But to, 
throughout the entire city or just to get to the stadium? And so, well, like in the case of, of Rio, it was the entire city got okay. internet and subway system. And South Korea got democracy. <laughs> it's true. They did. Like the Olympics is what instigated the military rule to leave and become a democracy. I feel like that whole thing. Is that a UFO, UFO behind you? Yeah. I, I thought I saw a UFO. But any, like, sorry. But that whole movement in like South Korea was already building at that point anyways. Yeah. But the, it because of the Olympics... It happened because the whole world was had their eyes on South Korea. It was the moment where decades happened in minutes. Okay. The, I'll say I like the Olympics as an idea, the fact that, you know, we can come together as an international community and have a competition that's a healthy competition, not some dick-swinging military competition like we generally have. Yeah, there's that too. I was really disappointed this year. Aliyah Mustafina, gold medalist uh, on even bars. Uh, multi gold medalist on even bars uh athlete uh decided to retire very sad about that but enjoy your retirement Aaliyah. yeah i saw you're pretty pretty broken up about that she was actually really good i don't know if you watch those things they're really cool um like all the floor dances and stuff or floor routines whatever they call them i don't know have the you only... guys watched weightlifting before i've those people watched hoof things i've watched like the world's strongest man competition adam we should go to the olympics and you and I want you to ask every Olympic weightlifter if they lift for ninety <laughs> seconds a week to get to where they're at. See, I mean those uh, Olympic athletes, you know, they have the genetic predisposition. I'm saying for, by and large, the majority of the population, I'm saying, I'll say ninety five percent of the population can get swole as fuck on just ninety seconds of hex bar dead. as long as we- they're going until failure. Like where their muscles can physically not lift that weight past the 90 seconds. If anybody out there tries what Adam is telling you to do, Try it. please underestimate your strength because you could and very much hurt yourself. If you're just starting, I would <laughs> recommend to go going to failure. about 80, 80% of your body weight as you start this. this Five is repetitions and good... 90 seconds. That's sort of like the magic number. Because otherwise you could... You really could tear a muscle if you're lifting too much. It could happen. Or you could get an exercise-induced headache from the amount of uh, blood pressure that builds up. And your head just pops? Yeah. it. I've had that happen. It's... What the, f- the fuck? I was doing a, like inverted leg press, you know, where you're pushing the weight kind of upwards. Yeah. Um, I was lifting an amount of weight where, like, I, I was going way beyond, like, the 90 seconds, you know, that's recommended. I was probably going into like three minutes and yeah. So I, I got an exercise induced headache and it took like three or four months to heal. Oh, oh my God. But it, <laughs> I want to, I want to repeat. It took for fucking ever to heal from this injury. And I found out. So as long as like before you, so once you get this injury, you're kind of prone to re-injuring yourself. Um, but one of the techniques you can do is do like a neck plank, which is basically where you press your head into the floor. Like you're like, pretend you're bowing towards Mecca, but you're pressing your floor, your forehead into the, the ground. And you're doing that for like a minute or so. You're going to kind of exhaust this muscle on the back of your neck that would trigger, would like press against your nerve in the back of your neck that would induce that headache. Um, and so since doing kind of that neck plank 
I haven't had this injury again. I did get it a, twice more from exercising after uh, before I learned about this technique. Adam, can you just not do your exercises anymore? It no. sounds like you're really screwing I'm yourself get up. Swole dude. As fuck, dude. <laughs> no, dude, just do regular. I, I might workouts. never make it to the 500 range for my five my five reps in 90 seconds, but that's okay. I might get to 400. Best of luck. Let's explore this after dark. <laughs> This is a good point to inject our disclaimer that this is an opinion podcast opinion. and our our advice is not to be taken ever. You take it at your own risk. Well, All right. should we wrap it up, boys? I, yeah. I think that's a good point to stop. I agree. Yeah, don't uh, don't go too ham on yourself or you might get a little <laughs> bit of a headache. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to end the episode. Um, I want to remind everybody that we have uh, an email called let's explore this pod at gmail.com. Again, let's explore this pod at gmail.com. Uh, send us your fan mail, uh, your hate mail. If you want to want us to discuss something, just uh, you know, want our opinion on something, ask us some questions, whatever, just have a conversation with us. Uh, shoot it there at let's explore this pod at gmail.com. Or tweet at us at at explore underscore pod. And yeah, it's sort of all run. I I don't know. It's debatable. Um, Adam has tons of fun on there. It's entertaining. Sometimes Sam and I will ask him to post something and he'll do it for us. We appreciate that. But uh, I think uh, that's a wrap. Have a good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Don't at me.